Um, you hear that plane? There's a plane. You guys hear the plane? I love. I love plane. flying. I was really just kind of testing my audio there. Oh well, we could really start for realsies. What we have right now? Okay, yeah, we're totally we're totally started. It's Thursday. Uh, it's late in the week for us. It is. But it's September 27th, the Maybe. final cooperative play podcast of September 2018. That was good. It, Maybe it's good that we start late in the week. There's a lot of stuff that happens. Yeah, a actually. lot of shit fleshed out. It's yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of news actually broke in the past, like, two, three days. So. Yeah, so maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a I think we got a more jam-packed show Yeah. Uh, because of it, which is kind of neat. I I mean, our, our main focus was still a part of that, but uh, we can start the way we normally do. It's episode eight of Cooperative Play. I'm Rich Meister, as always, sitting across from me with a brightly colored bouncy ball, Eric Ortiz. Hello. Where'd you get this? Um, Nick actually got it when we went to see anime at the movies. And wow. he, he just threw it at our friend Tom before we left the theater, and I kept it. That's a story. All right. It was 50 I like cents. It. I like, wow. It's a good ball. That's a good ball. Hello, everybody. Uh, Eric, I, I think we get right into it. Yeah. Um, what have you been playing? Well, you're, you're going to be disappointed. Everyone's going to be disappointed. So, I have not been playing much. Busy week? Busy, busy two weeks, but, like, I haven't, like, I remember last episode, I was like, gee whiz, can't wait to bite into Spider-Man. That never happened. Um, I, I, I took an enormous bite out of Spider-Man, as I just you told you. It, I right? platinumed it, yeah. But I'll save Spider-Man talk, because I'd really prefer to talk with you at length about it, and maybe make, like, Spider-Man spoiler cast, like, an, a topic of the show one week. I will promise you I will when you're beat done. it then. In the, in the near future, I will beat it. Because I actually do want to talk about how much I actually like the story. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it, it falls apart in spots in the final act as far as, like, being really well told. Mm. But I still kind of like where it goes and what it sets up. It still sticks to landing. And I also like the, the idea of, uh, I don't know if you saw in recent interviews uh, with the studio talking about how they have feel Marvel does. That Spider-Man is for Marvel video games, what Iron Man was for the MCU, which is promising for me of where Marvel could be going with video games of this caliber. This Spider-Man, specifically. Yes. I they think were... they're always good. But I guess to that point, it's current, it's new, it's hot, it's sold like three million copies. And it's a triple-A level Spider-Man. True. Done yeah. by a triple-A a triple a studio. You know what, maybe they'll just throw money at it. That's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. I don't care. If we can get another Marvel game... If we could even get another Marvel Ultimate Alliance, oh, that was actually almost one of my it's topics. Fine. But I think I'm going to keep in my back pocket of uh, what what hero should they do next in this connected Marvel video game? The, we'll call it the Marvel movie, uh, the Gameiverse vi- video uh, Gameiverse. <laughs> what do you want to call it? The MVU Marvel the Video MVU. Game Universe. I just I hope it is with my distinct hope. That they do not try to match up, which I know they probably will in some capacity, match up with the films to a T. I don't think they will because... I hope they don't. This Spider-Man's so far gone from the Spider-Man we have in the MCU. That's true. But I don't think it's possible. It's tempting. It's I know it'll be tempting to them. I know it will be. So, but we'll see. Maybe... I mean, certain only, heroes, I think in broad strokes. Hopefully only in likeness and not in story. Oh, I think in, in likeness in broad strokes, like... Iron Man will look like Robert Downey Jr., but probably a younger Robert Downey Jr. Well, to be fair... Stretch his legs out. Well, to be fair, Tony Stark is Robert Downey Jr. 
That, that's just that's fairness. why he was. Cat. That's just fairness in yeah. history too. They're basically the same person. That's just me being fair. minus the like replace armor and fighting crime with mo- movie career and replace blatant alcoholism with blatant alcoholism. Wow! And they're the same person. Gee whiz, that's a hot take. But yeah, you are correct. Um, I'm down with that. But yeah, we can talk about that later. I guess. I, I think that merits to. like a whole topic. I, oh, yeah. I I keep it in my back pocket. I would say wish list though. Ultimate Alliance. That's it. That's all I ever want. Um, other than that, I've played... <sighs> I think I've played one real game. And it was this game called... Oh! Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Stop the press. Stop more? the press. Stop the press. We don't have to. We're right in the middle of it. Okay, so two weeks ago, I went to Cape Cod. Um, and... I saw pictures. It looked nice. Thank you. Wait, what? How's that possible? There's no pictures. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just oh, that's really freaked you out so bad. I was like, good. It looked beautiful. For a moment, I was just like, huh? Um, okay, oh, yeah. well, that, that blatant lie aside, <laughs> I played and I beat The Messenger. I beat it. That's a great game. Yes. So I did play a game. I beat a game. I can't believe I even forgot about it. It's not forgettable, I can promise you that, but I did Certainly beat it. Certainly not. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. A little slow at some parts, but for what it was offering, for the price that it was offered at, that's a sweet game. There's a lot of game there. There's a lot of game. And I didn't expect there to be a lot of game. Like, by the time I got to the the halfway point, I thought it'd be pretty quick. And it ended up being not so quick. So, I really dug it. I only further, further support the purchase of it. These guys clearly did a good job. The soundtrack is bomb. Cheers to the crew at Sabotage yes. Studios. They, they're, I can't wait to see what they do next. And I, I, I'm terrible because I forgot who made the soundtrack. I'm going to look it up right now while I'm talking and you know carrying this on. But props to that guy. I feel worse because I met him at PAX. Did you? Yeah. Wow. Wait, while they're um, presenting? Were they presenting this game? It was, uh, I, I had a meeting with them. At, Rainbow uh, Dragon Eyes. That is, that is their handle. It is, yes, it is one one man who did the soundtrack for this. Okay, and I, I apologize, Rainbow Dragon Eyes. I'm trying to... Try and to... I, I met him and co-creator Theory at PAX uh, when they were... That. that was the first time I saw the game. When see. I had a, a meeting with those gentlemen. Did they seem nice? Yeah, they were they were cool dudes. Were they? All right, well, hey, I'm going with that. Um, Mr. Rainbow Dragon Eyes, or Miss... Miss? Mister? Uh, Mr. Okay, Mr. Rainbow Dragon Eyes, I am looking at your band camp right now. I cannot find your name. Um, I I don't know what to tell you, but thank you for the music. I thought it was very, very It's awesome good. chiptune stuff. Yeah, it's, it's the fact that, um, between the 16-bit and the 8-bit, <laughs> every, each area has its own distinct style between the, the time that you're in, past or future. Um, I, I really dig it. And yeah, it was a good game. I collected everything, well, everything being those power seals, and... Oh, you did do all the power seals? Yes, yes, I did. I've, you, I've been thinking about when I have a free chance to go back in my Switch version and do that. Oh, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it was pretty cool. I don't think the, I don't think the payoff was worth it. I, I'm not even really looking for a payoff. I'm just kind of looking for another, like, moving around that game feels really good. Yeah, it does. And, it, and quick. It was very quick. I was like, ah, oh, I gotta go back to this place. Oh, I gotta go back to this place. And I was just zipping around. But actually knowing I've got another um, Metroidvania in the in the chamber uh, with Time Spinners being out. Yep. There you go. Yep. True. And Rondo so, of Blood and Symphony of the Night coming to the PlayStation 4. Hey! I love those games. Um, but yeah, that was a great game. The other game I did 
because uh, we've already talked about Messenger at least. It, it's a great game though. Um, yeah, we talked about it multiple yeah. times. I, I, yeah. The the other game I actually wanted to talk about. So I've been playing this game called BattleCon Online, and um, it's like Toontown. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, I wish Toontown <laughs> came back. Don't even joke with me. Don't um, don't bullshit about yeah, Toontown. Don't, don't don't screw with. Don't me talk shit about Toontown. Um, I played a game called BattleCon Online. This is an early access game, and I know, hold your judgment for a moment. It's an early access game that came out early September. That is free. Um, and the premise free to start. Free to start. Well, yeah, you know, there's in-game is currencies of, to earn. Oh, that's microtransactions. Yeah, that's, you'll you'll. I'm talking it. about literal content being locked behind a barrier. No, there's nothing. I mean, there's characters. I'll explain it, but. Um, it is based on a card game made by Level 99 Games, which is, or rather, if you want to call it a board game, you could, but um, of the same it's name. It's called Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yeah, that game, Magic the Gathering. No, um, and it's based on a board game called BattleCon, and it is, I would say, think of it as Street Fighter, but as a card game, and the best way that I could describe this is that you and an opponent, it's a 1v1, um, face off. And you take control of a fighter each, a unique fighter, very a la Street Fighter tech in any fighting game you have. And I, I pick Akuma. You may pick Akuma. The, uh, he is not in the game. It's all unique, completely unique. And you basically battle it out using cards. And you are on this, um, th- this, uh, this row. You're in this row with, li- or rather, you're on this column with, I don't even know, like eight rows, maybe like eight spots. So it's just like one big line. Imagine, imagine eight hexagonal. Spaces. And it's your fighter and the other opponent's fighter, and you get cards. Each card, each, you know, each deck, I guess, of, say, 20 or so cards is unique to, I wouldn't even say 20, I'd say like 15, is a little bit of uniqueness to the fighter that you're playing, so they all have their custom moves or custom support moves. And the other five are base cards that both of you have. So think about it as rock, paper, scissors, where you and your opponent all have a card that is rock, paper, and scissor. Not literally, of course. But you get three other cards that could be specific uniqueness or specific buffs or something else that does something in accordance with those rock, paper, scissors. So you basically play this kind of uh, rock, paper, scissors match, kind of like a chess match where you have to kind of uh, position yourself to be in good range and do all... You basically have to do all this stuff. It's It's a strategy card game layered on top of... A fighting game theme is the best way I can describe it. And okay. there's a very large roster of characters. I think there's like 20. And they all have their own unique style. As you can imagine, their own cards, their own uniqueness. Now, it's free to play because you can unlock, after playing enough games, in-game currency to buy the characters. And if V-Bucks. Want, yeah, V-Bucks. <laughs> and if you feel so inclined, yes, you may buy more if you want to unlock the roster. And do what you will with that. I personally don't think you need to. Okay. Um, I think they, they even have weekly rotations. And I think that it's it's a good game. I, the, the best way that I can describe it is it's very it's highly strategic, easy to learn, definitely difficult to master. It very There is some level of complexity in there. The learning curve is steep. So it's not easy, um, but it is easy to at least understand the base game. And... You can play online with people, you can get pissed off, whatever. Um, like I said, it's based on a board game of the same name. And these guys, Level 99 Games, they have another board game called Millennium Blades, which is actually, 
It's a card game where you develop with another friend or two your own card game in the card game, like Yu-Gi-Oh. It's really weird. Huh. The, the games that they develop are games that are layered into other games. Duel Monsters. Kind of like that. I'm not even kidding. It's almost like that. And, yeah, it's a good game. But I, the only reason I'm even mentioning it is because they also have a Kickstarter right now. I have to I have to give the obligatory shout-out for it. Um, they're releasing a an updated version of their board game. So, if you ever want to go look up BattleCon, go check it out. I think it's really cool. Um, and, yeah, the game's free to play, and it's in early access. So, they're going to consistently add new characters. Their board game apparently has a roster of, like... 50 or so characters. Maybe 80. I don't even know. That's a lot. It's insanity. I, I even think... That's, I, like, yeah. daunting. It's completely daunting. I would say definitely download the game if you want, but you only start off with, like, 19 of them, and you can just learn a guy, you know? Just play around. Maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't. That's what I've been playing. Cool. Barely. But I've been playing it. What about you? What have you, what have you got? Um, I got a few things. I got one I really want to focus on, but before I do that, I'll just kind of hit the, the bare notes. Um, we already talked about me cleaning up Spider-Man. Um, Sweet. Well, so, you, oh, you're oh, using the word clean. Clean. I will save uh, Spider-Man talk for when there, the expansion comes out and for when we have both uh, cleaned up the, the main bit. Give me that general Give me that general review. Give me that non-spoiler goodness. Oh, you want that, that non-spoiler review? Stuff, yeah. um, I really fucking like that game. I gotta, oh. I gotta be on with you. Like... It's a contender behind God of War for me, uh, wow. for being like the up there AAA in my game of the year list. Uh, tell me this, because mm-hmm. I don't even care if this is a spoiler. Does Doc does Octavius become Doctor Octopus in this one? If you're still with us, spoiler. Yes. All right. Well, that's that's the biggest that's the biggest spoiler as you're gonna get here. Um, if I'll just give you like the 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 fucking go to of the last act at this point, I guess. Um, the, like, sort of pivot, once you've essentially cleaned up Mr. Negative in, like, regards to what he is, like, the game is not over. You finish Mr. Negative, he is sent to the raft. Um. The Shadow Realm for supervillains. If you have been reading a lot of the, like, ancillary stuff in his office and stuff, you could have picked up on, at this point, that, uh, Mr. Lee, yes, Lee. Um, Lee and Octavius know each other. Yep. Uh, from both having worked with Norman Osborn. Yep. Um, the experiments Ock is continuing to do with the arm stuff and with, like, connecting it to the brain, as we know from Ock's, like, origins in the past, are starting to affect his brain and making him sort of behave a little bit more irrationally. Mm-hmm. You literally walk into his office at one point and he's just built the arms. And he's like, look what I... He's like, I've gone so far beyond. And you're like... Whoa, slow your roll, man. I am evolved. Um, so, eventually that leads into, if you remember, like, one of those very early trailers we got, that was that scenario with the raft. Yeah. Um, that is Ock going to the raft to spring out and form the Sinister Six. Ah, that he is the, uh, he secret is, reveal. He is the yeah. secret reveal guy. He is the one who appears before you on that. The, le- and, when yes. everyone is attacked. And then our, this universe is Sinister Six. The, our original take on the Sinister Six here are uh, Electro, the Vulture, Rhino, Scorpion, Mr. Negative, and Dr. Octopus. No Mysterio. Uh, no, but we do know Mysterio exists in this universe. What the hell is that all about? I, I hope he's headlining a DLC. Yeah, what the hell is that? I hope we're saving him, putting him in the can. I don't know about that. I guess let me play it first before withholding, you know, before casting judgment. Uh, yeah, because there's also six. some... 
some pretty heavy implication of setup for uh, the Green Goblin in this game. I, there has to be. And uh, I, I have a feeling from what I gathered by the end, I think they will skip Norman entirely and go straight to Harry. Really? Yes. As the Green Goblin? There's some heavy implication of that. What the fudge? Well, Cause all right. There are some reveals as well about Harry Osborne and why he is not featured physically in this game, why we only hear his voice right, in those away. recordings. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're taking a lot of liberties with this one. Which is kind of cool. I, I like that. I like what they're doing with it. I appreciate that. All right, I'm, I'm down. You know what? But I'm down with the Mr. Negative Sinister Six. I also have not given you the... I think there's a bigger spoiler at the end, which I'm not going to touch upon. Yeah, don't. Because don't. I think that was the one that made me more interested in where a sequel to this game could go. Because okay. we know there's going to be a sequel. They're With the money they made? That they'd be shooting themselves. I think the I now, and... based off comments, know we're going to get other Mar- MCU and ga- Marvel character games set in this universe, and I think we're certainly going to get a Spider-Man two. I would hope so, because it's a good game, and frankly, they just keep making more. It's almost like with the. Um... Did we also talk about the Spider-Man two, like the original Spider-Man two film reference in this game, which I think is amazing. Which was what? Um, there's a point where Peter is trying to stop a subway car. Uh huh. Oh, and he does the, he, uh, the he, well, he tries thing. to do it, it breaks immediately, and he goes, worked last time. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, he almost died last time. Uh, the, I was gonna say, this reminds me of, um, or rather, I feel the same way about these games as I do with the Batman games at the time. And, yeah, totally. Even if, even if the story, I mean, the story has to be good for me, but I'm, I'm sometimes easy to please. But, so long as the story's okay. I'll be happy. Same system, same things. Like Batman on the Arkham games, yeah, the third one's pretty and lackluster. I, I think what makes it easiest to jump in um, in the same way that Arkham had this going for it mm-hmm. is that this universe just... It assumes we know things in a good way. Mm-hmm. The information's there if you want to seek it out in like these logs and stuff. And at the same time, it just kind of goes... Peter Parker's been Spider-Man for eight years. He yeah. has these existing relationships with characters like Electro and fucking Adrian Toomes... The Rhino, like... And Shocker. Yeah. Alright, I'm down. I hope, if anything, with this whole Marvel thing about them, and yeah, we'll have our own segment for that, but if Marvel does feel compelled, which again, they'd be silly not to, to create more games, I really hope it lights a fire under Rocksteady's ass then to, to make do more. other DC yeah, heroes. To make, so maybe we could have the DC comparison with the Insomniac. And I do think Marvel, there are good ways to do Superman... I think there's great ways to do Superman. I think there's great ways to do Flash. I think there's great right. ways to do Wonder Woman. I think there's fantastic I ways to do I think also the easy one to jump on, because it's so similar to Batman in a lot of ways, and the character has sudden popularity due to the success of the CW shows, mm-hmm. is the Green Arrow. Yeah, why not? Or even Flash. Fly also, both. Yeah, why yeah. Not both? Also, again, with the Green Arrow one, every fucking game, I feel like, has a bow and arrow recently. Just yeah. fucking do it. Like, just do it and get it over with. One game that has a bow and arrow, you ready for this magical segue? Is the Tomb Raider. How was that? I played. I raided the tombs. The Shadow of the uh, Tombs. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, the third installment in the Crystal Dynamics series of Tomb Raider games. I can't believe there's already been three. And That's mind-boggling. Yeah, it, it is, isn't I it? I really can't believe they turned out three. It almost seems like it's been like three years. And, one a year. I mean, like, I don't know, man. Was it good? Uh, It's fine. Did she feel like Lara Croft to you? I think she already did. Did she? Which is why I kind of don't get why we're on this note of, like... I feel like every time one of these games has launched, like... They've been like, this is the one where she becomes the Tomb Raider. And I'm like, wasn't that the fucking last one? And then they're going to come out with another one and go, no! 
This is this is the one. I think they they finally like with the way they sort of like play this out, I think they finally like give you that scene to be like, This is the nail in the coffin, she's the Lara Croft you know now. Does she get her guns? No. Ever. She does at the end of the first game. I don't know if you've played these. Do they never? No, I didn't. There is a sort of... That's why I was always like, what the hell? Because there's this sort of climactic scene in the last boss fight of the first game Uh where, like, she picks up a second pistol out of knocking it out of somebody's hand and, like, in slow-mo does, like, the dual pistols shoot out. That never comes up again? You also have the dual pistols, I think, just excessively in the last boss fight of the first game and it never comes up again. Those dual pistols never show up again? No. That's wacky. Alright. Um, but kind of my main takeaway is I think Rise of the Tomb Raider, the uh, second. the second one, mm-hmm. is the strongest of the series. Okay. Um, I think the first one's the strongest narratively. Okay. Tells a nice contained story. Rise is a decent story and um, improves on the mechanics in ways that make sense. I don't think Shadow does a whole lot that's new. I think my biggest takeaway is like, you want more of that? Here's more of that. That's how I and feel. And that's fine. Yeah. That's how I feel those games are, too. I, maybe it's just... I'm going to sound like a total hypocrite, because I just said with the Arkham games, if you keep making the same thing, mediocre story, I'm going to buy it. I've never felt compelled to play these games. Um, besides the first. I... Years ago, I got drunk and I bought the first one. Definitive edition. And it's a good game. Yeah. I, it was during the Steam sale, so I was weak. I was in a weak, <laughs> inebriated state, and I bought it. And I was like, this is going to be the game. And I never played it. Actually, that's not true. I played a few hours of it. I got like halfway and then I just stopped. I, I'm not really the biggest... Uh, I didn't even grow up with it too much with Tomb Raider. Uh, I, I've played it. I played the originals and they were cool. I just never... I don't have that um, I don't have attachment this to the franchise. Incredible, like I, the PlayStation 1 was the first console, and we can, we'll get into more of this later because mm-hmm. that's part of our topic of the show, um, was my first console that was like, this is going in your bedroom. Like, this is yours. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so PlayStation was a big deal for me. The Tomb Raider series was a big deal for me, but it's one of the few series that I don't look back on as fondly because I think it ages so poorly. I can see that. It control like, anyone who would tell you they want, like, a release of the original Tomb Raiders where they don't completely reinvent it, I think is full of shit because those games control, like, trash. Well... Then they're full, and I guarantee you, if they did remaster, people would be like, if it was just a remaster, they'd be like, "Wow, these controls are trash." Yeah, like it's just we're so far beyond those, like very rough tank controls. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I really like what they've what Crystal Dynamics has done with uh making Tomb Raider new. I just don't really think the story in Shadow went anywhere that was that amazing. Now, it was a neat little contained adventure. And they try and play these beats of, like, uh, now Laura is, like, going there, and I'm like, she's already there. She's already a fucking killer. Like, she's already I've been slaughtering people for three games. No, but this is the real slaughter. This like, is that's kind of what it is. Like, she's going really to really murder somebody like, this time. Murder so hard. In some ways, like, she's basically the fucking predator now. I get it. <laughs> she uh, just has night vision. No, but this time you literally really... have the option to rub mud on yourself when you go into stealth scenarios to try and hide from like heat signatures and blend in with walls. <laughs> I wonder if Lara's just like this is fucking dumb. And I'm not gonna I'm just dumb with this. like say this game like if you literally just played Rise, don't go right into it because you're gonna burn out so fast. Well, yeah, it's just more stuck. Now, how 
I may be just drawing comparisons because they're uh, adventure, you know, adventure platformer mm-hmm. kind of things. Um, would you say that the gameplay is similar to Uncharted? In uh, no, or not so much. Too no, I think that's way too much of a generalization. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe in some of the like, I'm climbing. I need to get from point A to point B. Uh, bits. Okay. But the combat's very different. It's very stealth focused. I'd say it's more akin to. Um, what Assassin's Creed used to be. Mm-hmm. Like, there are ways to go through that entire game without ever drawing a gun. Like, you could stick with the bow and melee finishers. Well, apparently, according to the cutscenes, you never draw the gun anyways. Um, and, you know, you have, like, this full quit. You know, you have your assault rifle, your shotgun, your pistol. Um, and they're all fully upgradable with the, these long, like, upgrade systems, like you're picking up resources. Fringe gun type? Mm. Yeah. Um... Mm. The other thing that really bothered me, this is probably my biggest complaint. Um, I, I'd say two things that would fall under, like, the bigger complaints. Okay. Number one, it has that sort of, like, we've had it since Arkham Detective Vision thing. Mm-hmm. But it literally lasts two seconds. So I feel like I'm constantly jamming on the right thumbstick to see what I can be picking up. Oh, and then it fades out? Yeah. Yeah, I liked when Arkham, it was a full toggle. It was a full Definitely. toggle. And I, I don't even necessarily want a full toggle. I want to hit it, and everything in the range is now, like, tagged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like, um... Nope, that's not true. I was going to say almost like Metroid Prime, but that's not true. Um, uh, but I but I understand the same kind of and view that you're talking the about. The period you get to see stuff is so brief. It's like two seconds, if that. So you're just slamming that thing? Yeah. Ugh. I know so, some game comes to mind that does that, and it's not Arkham. Shit. I don't know what it is, but it's about, um... Wow. I don't even know, but everything goes, like, black and white. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Whatever. I'll, find, I'll think of it one day. It'll come to you. I'll, I'll, I'm going to text you. And the other thing to me later. is the pacing of the story. Is too fast or too slow? Too all over the place. Uh, uh, I didn't... That's not a good thing. I kind of got to a point where I was like, I guess I'm close to the end? And then I finally got like one of those things where it's like, after you start this mission, there's no turning back. And I'm like, oh, okay, here we let's just end this. <laughs> no turning back at all. Are there uh, collectibles in this? Yes. Yeah. Uh, there are... And uh, that's another thing that threw me off, too, was uh, the side quest structure. Because it's a semi-open world that you can fast travel through. Mm-hmm. And it's linear, but, like, you can fast travel back to a point to, like, sweep up collectibles. And there are, like, side quests in the sort of, like, hub campfire oh, so areas that open up. This, okay, I didn't know it was like that. Um, right. There are certain side quests that, like, yield equipment upgrades that in past iterations have been, like, necessities. Like, there's an item called the Rope Ascender which um, lets you fire, say, a rope arrow, and then it's essentially like a motor you can use to pull on it with a harder weight to, like, tear down, like, structural walls and stuff in certain spots. Okay. And in, like, Rise in the original game, I'm pretty sure this was, like, a necessity, but here it's entirely optional, and if you don't do a certain side quest, you don't get it, and certain areas are just closed off to you. Not areas you have to go through to progress the story, mm-hmm. but... Like, I'm exploring, man, and I want to do those optional challenge tombs. But you can until you unlock a specific... Until you, like... That's a weird design choice. It, I don't like that. It felt weird. And yeah, weird. The challenge tombs are really good in this. I'll give it that. Like, that's their thing to hang their hat on, kind of. Because mm-hmm. I think the first game, everybody walked away going, like, the things you're calling tombs kind of sucked. And in Rise, they got better, and here they're at their best. Yeah? Okay. Well, that's good. At least the tombs are good. Um, with the... With the story... Are you just fighting mercenaries again? 
I'll answer that question with a tweet I, I sent at, okay. towards the end of this gameplay, which I was really on board with Shadow of the Tomb Raider's story until all the orcs showed up. Oh, God. <laughs> so who the hell is giving the side quest? Uh... If you're on it depends island. on what areas you're in. Sometimes you're you're not on an island in this one. You're in Peru. Okay, who the hell's um, giving the Peru? Depends on what areas you're in. Sometimes it's just villagers, like normal folks, and like these sort of. What the hell? Like, like they have weapon upgrades if you complete them. Something's fishy. Uh, sometimes, sometimes they're literally like indigenous peoples. Which, That's even uh, fishier. I'm trying to remember who gives the rope ascender one. I remember now actually, and it doesn't make as much sense because it's weird in that regard. But I guess the idea is, like, mercenaries have been through this indigenous people's village, and that's why they have this sort of shit. That's that's a good that's a good point to make. Um, that's a good point to argue for that. But you have to do this side quest to open up a certain vendor who sells the rope ascender. Ah. Uh, oh, Lara, I'm glad you're here. In my village, I need you to complete this side quest. Would you quest. like an AK? <laughs> I, yeah, I need you to get water for this village. As a, re- as a reward, I will give you this an flash barrel for your AK. <laughs> Just so, just so that you can have it. It's an heirloom that was here's, passed down. Speaking of the indigenous people, here's the thing I remembered uh, that I really liked in this game that I turned on immediately in its uh, settings that I hope leads into specifically games like Assassin's Creed. Uh-huh. Um, it has a setting called Immersive Language Mode, uh, which <laughs> makes it so every character speaks their native language. Because hey. sub- if you don't turn it on, everybody's like... The indigenous, like, Peruvian, like, Mayan descendant is like, hey, what's going on, brah? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, that's like uh, Monster Hunter World, where everyone's like, hey, Hunter, and then you could even just go to Hunter language, like, eh. Yeah. Wow. Wow, that's great. Uh, so I turned that on immediately, and I really like that. I even drives my point further. Hi, Lara. Um, I have this flash muzzle for your assault rifle. Get- can you do this for my tribe? I'm Peruvian, by the way. <laughs> As a voice actor, I'm also Peruvian. By the me. way, I'm by a way. descendant of Mayans. Yeah, if you didn't know, I, I'm a Mayan. Thank you. Thank you for this. <laughs> that wasn't clear from our exchange. <laughs> yeah, from my interaction, I just wanted to let you know I, I am Mayan. <laughs> like, I thought you were from SoCal. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I am not. I'm actually an intern for the game studio. They just made me do this. Please, please do this. Can I go home now? Yeah, can, I, can you please do this? You know what? At least it sounds decent. But if there's always a better one out of a trilogy. There's and to uh, your point. It's the second one. Yeah, there's Rise. there's a lot of cool settings in there though too. Like I said, like difficulty sliders in this game, you can adjust for each individual thing. How does that? Like you can up the difficulty of puzzles. Uh, like you can make puzzle difficulty hard, and make combat difficulty easy. Combat, I get. How does puzzle? Can you give me an example? Like, have you played around with I, it? I didn't toggle around with it too much. Um, from what I could see, it sort of makes things less obvious, like color coding, like objects and stuff. Mm. Uh, like for example, the trail markers in the style of like Uncharted. You know, I think I like things always have like kind of a white tint to them that makes it obvious to your brain without really making it obvious to your brain. Compared to probably no filter. Where to go? Okay. You could turn that off entirely. Uh, so like the hand grips aren't color coded. You just kind of have to work it out. Interesting. I, I, it's almost like you put it on, like, Max, and they're like, solve this Ru- Rubik's Cube, and you take it off, and they're like, put these shapes in their shape holes. Like, <laughs> yeah, wow. kinda. Like, wow, like it's not that necessarily obtuse in some scenarios. Why did you but want that, though? I don't know. Maybe you just really aren't enjoying the combat to the point you want it. Combat, yes, but why the puzzle? I guess maybe... Yeah, why wouldn't... Eh. 
I guess I don't get that. Maybe it depends. They're trying to appeal to both. You know what? I'll give them that. They've tried to appease to both. The groups. options are there. I don't think I'll right. ever complain about giving more options. Right. No, I, no, I was just thinking, I wasn't, it wasn't even a complaint. I was actually just wondering yeah, no, like, who weird. genuinely, like say, say you have a real big fan of the Tomb Raider series. Mm-hmm. It's both combat and puzzle. At least the uninitiated know that. I, I don't know who would buy, I guess if you really didn't know what Tomb Raider was and you're like, I want combat. Then you could turn down the puzzle, or if you're like I hate combat, then you could turn down the combat. I don't know. That's an interesting one for me. That's cool. I think it's interesting yeah, I've, I've, in a good way. I never thought about I'll, it like that. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I'll never like try and discourage anyone from giving more accessibility to a thing. Yeah, that's fine. Cool. Down. So what, what do you rate it? What do you what do you give it? Well, um, I put it somewhere between like I, I almost hate saying God. I hate doing scores. Uh. You said the game reviewer. Uh, uh, probably hitting closer to like a 6.5 for me. Which isn't... That's like, above average. I hate saying 6.5 because so people feel like it's such a negative connotation. That's not a bad score. Even 7s these days are like people who are like... It's like somebody's holding a game over a trash can. And, and you're like 6. And people look it. at a 7 and be like, oh, so this game's trash. Like, No, 7 is good. It, anything below a seven, people will immediately throw in the trash. Seven, seven is seven, and, seven, seven is good. Eight, you'll dangle it eight, over the trash. Seven is good. Eight is great. Yeah. Nine is fantastic. fantastic. Ten is phenomenal. Yeah. That's the way I look at scores. I agree. I think if it's over, if it's a six and up, because I still think a six is good. I think six is good. Six is for me. Wait for a sale. Five is mediocre. Five is mediocre. Maybe that's a strong four, maybe. Four, four is below, bad. Mm, no, nah, four below. Goodbye. Three is terrible. Two is trash. One is unplayable. Yeah, one is literally unplayable. I forgot that. Uh, forgot unplayable. That's my games. scale. Yeah, it's a good scale. I think anything below five and below, incredibly wary. Six and up, you know what? Six to seven, I'll be like, eh, maybe, at a maybe at a four. Seven, seven, I like to say at a four, it has faults that are unforgivable. Yes, and I unless they heavily patch it, and but even then, I wouldn't even buy the freaking game. Not until I know by some indication that it's better. But yeah, okay, that's not a bad score. Not a bad score at all. I'm glad you liked it. And it's really pretty. I like Especially pretty. the, in, I think the environment uh, work in the Tomb Raider games is like particularly exceptional. I think that's pretty. Tell me about, you know what, let's structure this differently. Go, okay. Let's talk about maybe a new story. Okay, well you got one that fits. And then we can switch into the games again. Okay, yeah. No, I just thought it'd be interesting. I don't know. Alright, yeah, I mean that's fine with me. Let's mix it up. What do you what what do we, we got a we got a nice news list here. Some of them are bigger hitters. I want to talk about Telltale first. Okay, yeah. Just because I feel like that's a big one. It's a big one that I have weird feelings about. How do you feel about it? Um, for one, um, Telltale is a studio. Uh, I've engaged with certain Telltale games. Not you all. Have. Uh, Batman. I played all of. Yeah, that's dumb, um, right? Yes. That's that's a story. Well, I mean, I it's two, it two closed seasons. Like there's. The potential for a season three that will now never happen. Oh crap! That's that's well, no, not like the potential of like oh lingering questions. It's like of course the door was open in a way that you know what could season three be? Where could this go? Mm-hmm. Um, and it looked like it was probably going to be a Joker story, like more of a Joker story, right? Uh, okay. Season two was more about how like your Joker, because they're essentially two different versions of the Joker. You could end up subsequently creating by the end based on your choices mm-hmm. uh but i won't get too much into actual games there uh i think we will see what happened to telltale in like economic textbooks one day 
I think it'll be a cautionary tale. 100%. Uh, <laughs> if anything. It is... I didn't know. A game... It is a studio that essentially... They were never, like, so small. But essentially experienced rapid growth overnight, then plateaued and did nothing to reinvent itself. They didn't... I can tell you this, right? They didn't know what to do with it all. I felt like I woke up one morning and all of a sudden Telltale had every IP. Yes. You know I what I mean? Yeah. They, they blatantly... Per- I actually was thinking about it. Um, they were dealing with Marvel, NDC, The yeah, Walking I was, Dead. I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, they have a lot of games coming out. Like, they they had a lot... Of, for, for a period of, like, say, a year or two... They, they were doing had, Stranger Things. Yeah, they had a lot of things coming out. And... You know, you get all the positive buzz. I, there was always positive buzz in the media about their games. It, well, you know, general buzz. You know, I'll say decent buzz, not, po- not weird buzz. Positive. Like weird I always, buzz. Feel, there are always people enjoying them. A lot of their games were weirdly buggy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I think you might remember the screenshots of uh, Batman I shared, yep, where entire yep, character eyeballs. models besides eyes and teeth yep. were disappearing. Always, but they always felt the same, and that's important to bring up because to they me, they were a known quantity. Yes. They never, I, and it was funny because you know what? I actually was reminded of my favorite Telltale game series, Sam and Max, mm-hmm. and I played that. I don't even know if it was for the computer. I think it was. It was. Yeah, for it was. Sure. Sam go. and Max for sure. Yeah, I'm coming in because I replayed it again on the Xbox Arcade years later, but I played it on the computer. And oh yeah, I guess Xbox Arcade could have been your first. Yeah, that was that, Sam and that, Max. That was my reintroduction. To I was it. just assuming you weren't a casual. No, yeah. Oh, I lo- I love those games. I thought it was great. But you know what? After playing Sam and Max, and then playing The Walking Dead Season 1, because those are the only... I didn't play Back to the Future. I didn't play The Wolf Among Us. I didn't play any of those. I played Sam and Max. And now that I know I don't have to worry about continued seasons of things like that coming out, maybe I'll finally play those ones people talk about, like The Wolf Among Us. Like I played Batman because I just really like Batman. Yeah. And knowing what Telltale is, I knew I was going to get like a decent sort of like... Almost like I'm... I know I'm going into a good one-shot Batman comic, kind yeah, of. Just go in. And that, that, that's a part of the appeal. So, but when I played The Walking Dead years later, which was fan, you know what, season one, all considering. I never touched you, The Walking Dead. Say what you will. It wasn't, it was an emotional journey, but it was not, just like with everything else, it was not perfect. I, it, it was bolstered by a lot of people thinking it was groundbreaking. I will say it was not perfect. It's a very, it's a sad story, but I, Last of Us did it better. Other people did it better, um, frankly. And you could argue that that's a triple-A developer compared to them, but for a company that prides itself on hiring as many storytellers as they could, eh, they could have done better. And their main focus being narrative. Like, yeah. let's knock gameplay out of the That's window. literally what they pulled all their money into. So, you know what? When you compare it like that, then it doesn't really stack up as well. Because when your main gameplay structure is like... Story. You have one walk. Job. Well, it, it's like as far as gameplay, it's like walk around in QTEs. Yeah, and just press some buttons. For like you gotta have and form character trees. Yeah. Um. Got it. Love character trees. But I played Sam and Max, and then I played Walking Dead, and I actually thought about it after because I hadn't played a game afterwards. I did not play Walking Dead season two. Did not play the recent Walking Dead season three. I realized that Sam and Max and Walking Dead, there had been no upgrades in anything. There's no upgrades even in the graphics department. I, and they have two different graphical styles. I think about it, and I even think about it when I think of Grim Fandango to a game which is point and click. Very different. But with these types of narrative games, 
There was no comparative difference in terms of the engine. There was no upgrades. There was no improvements. Well, I think The Walking Dead just kind of set a staple for what their games were going to look like. Right. But there was no, like, Which real reflected that they were dealing with a lot of comic properties. Right. And it was just... it was, But it was the same. Like, the engine... And it wasn't bad. No, no, was... not at all. The engine was just... The, but you can tell that it was the same, in a way. The Walking Dead did different things. And one thing that they did was the ex-person will remember this kind of thing. We were, led, kind of we were led to believe that they were, like, I won't I say led to believe because who's really to fucking say, uh, that they were raking in money hand over fist, and it doesn't seem like they were investing a whole lot of it in tech. It was all in Story. IPs and talent. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And talent in the storytelling variety, because I don't really hear many stories about them getting over, like, veteran, like, coders or anything. or And there really wasn't... Maybe they did. I, I they mean, didn't upgrade their I'm not own. trying to disparage anyone at Telltale's talent. They made good shit. They just... No, but they just didn't upgrade... They Systems. just didn't. They just didn't f- put a focus on the games that they were making in terms of their um, capabilities. Well, they did, but in a very certain in a different, window. in a very different manner. They they whereas people improve in technicality, functionality, they kept it very samey ever since the Walking Dead season. Well, never. I can't say that, but every game after dis- Walking Dead was very samey to me. That I can't even like disparage it. that choice to say this is our style and we're going to stick with it. This is our engine and we're going to stick with it. But, like, the engine was riddled with problems that they clearly weren't fixing. It was not a perfect engine. Yeah, exactly. And, frankly, you know what? Again, take this with a grain of salt, because I couldn't speak to it. The choices sometimes did not matter. And I cannot... One of the well, main it's, things... it's the illusion of choice that Telltale Games structure themselves around, which That's is... a problem, though. You start at a point, mm-hmm. you branch out, and you might go to the left entirely, I might go to the right entirely, somebody else might stick somewhere in the middle, but we all end up back at the same place. Right. And the spider web of those choices... And certain things might be slightly off, but the maybe. big things... Remain the same. ...always end up at this same point. Right, like, say a character in The Walking Dead... This is just to bring it back, though. Say a character in The Walking Dead got pissed, and they're just like, ah, oh, so-and-so is gonna remember that you said... Fuck you. It, it, it doesn't matter by the time you get to the next chapter, because to your point, it has to reach a converging point again. The, the story can go through a couple, and I'm talking about maybe just a handful of different narrative points and different scenarios, but they always meet back at that converging point, and the same things are always going to happen back at that converging point. There really is barely any difference, mm-hmm. at least in those games that I found, in that game that I found where... I was like, shit, you know, I really, I really changed the game on that one. Um, and I think it's just because it, it's just the way that they structured their engine. It's the way they structured the story. I, I don't even think the story was that powerful. Um, and it didn't compel me to even buy more of the games either. Like, I, I never played Batman. I love Batman. I have Batman. Well, never played it. Here's the thing I'll say, and I could speak, because I can speak well from memory to season one of Batman. Mm-hmm. Here's essentially where, like, the branching goes, and I go, like, we both start at the same point. We're Bruce Wayne. We're Batman. We're investigating whatever scenario. Mm-hmm. By the end of the game, we're both at the same point. Uh, we've discovered who are the the villain is of season one. We've put them away, but the details might be slightly off. Uh, I'm on good. I'm on shitty terms with Harvey Dent. You're on good terms with him. I'm on good uh, good terms with Selena Kyle. You're on shitty terms with her. Gordon's pissed at me. You're on good terms with him. Waller's pissed at you. I'm on good terms. You know what I mean? Like, but it's always going to be you found out the same thing at the end of the game about the same story. The big narrative beats 
always hit the same spot. That, and and that's it's I think the illusion the of choice. Yeah, and that's the problem too. And it, it's like to your point, it's like yeah, you said uh, you walked in the room as Bruce Wayne. You're like fuck you to Harvey Dent. And later on, the next chapter, everything is the same up until then. But the next chapter, you see Harvey Dent. And he's like, well, you know what? Fuck you too. Except if you were nice to him, be like, oh hey, what's going on, Bruce? That's it. I mean, there really isn't. To me, it doesn't sound like they're really. You're going to get to the same information, the, same the means by how you get there, and the people who you interact with and see development with are different. Right. And I just don't think that. I don't. It, it demotivated me. Like, it didn't inspire me to play more. I didn't feel like, at least with The Walking Dead Season 1, I didn't feel like, wow, I can't really wait for The Walking And I don't Dead think that affected two. me as strongly, mostly because to me. It was like I was reading a comic, and I just wanted to watch it play. Right? No, and that's fine. And, and was the story me like passable? Yeah, it yeah. was. It was good. Yeah, it's just I. I and don't it know. took things I knew about Batman and changed them in ways that I thought were interesting. Well, you played Detroit, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so I don't like to talk about it, but yes. But but the choices, from what I've even read, I, I heard that they have oh, a lot of choices in there. Yeah, and there's, they're more impactful. I guess they're more impactful, but it, uh, again, I, I still think they're in ways like. They're these big bounding choices, but we're all going to the same place. I don't know. I just it's feel like just about how we get there. I feel like they make you do a little bit more work for something that doesn't matter. Like, it, mm-hmm. like say Mass Effect, even that matters. Like, you do some shit that matters until and, you get to three. Yeah, well, yeah, but I feel like Mass in this, they give you like another layer of work where it doesn't really matter. You reach the same conclusion. You're like. Eh, Really but also, there's more game there, which is why I think I care less about it in Mass Effect. It, depen- it depends on what the game, like, you know, what more game means. If I mean, some people... more lines of dialogue, it doesn't might, might say Mass Effect 2 is, like, the game of a generation. It's a great game. No, that's a great game. Uh, it's just, but it's like, imagine, okay, imagine in Mass Effect 2, a lot of your choices were structured like Telltale. You're just going through more hours of menial dialogue that you think is something and it's not really that impactful in the end and you you finish the same conclusions you you may you may get a different experience out of it maybe if you really want to get granular but we're talking about a game that's even smaller scale than mass effect and it just you know i just wasn't that interested in it so to eventually hear to your point oh yeah they're shutting down it almost came full circle in my thinking because yeah to your what you, what you said earlier yeah they did acquire a hell of a lot of properties they did bite off so many games and bite off so many properties that they can chew with license. There's so many announcements of, we're doing this now, we're doing this now, we're doing yeah. this now. And they delivered on a lot of them, but... But I guess you never thought It has that. to come to a head eventually, and I think I feel worse about it now when it's one of those things of, like, the practices we ignore in this industry. Um, a textbook example of so many people talking about how shitty they were treated at Telltale. Really? I don't know if you've been is that post is that post closing post closing because I mean they were they had people working until three a.m. the night before and they knew what was happening. But then why? And I know this is going to sound this may sound no no the employees didn't know. Oh, the bigwigs knew that tomorrow they were announcing that they were keeping like twenty five people on and firing everyone else, and they still had people working until like three o'clock in the morning. No, but even even if that's the case, let's just say it was a shitty job. And this may sound disheartened, but why would you even stay? Because if it such a these jobs aren't easy to get. I don't know. This I don't know if I industry doesn't sometimes. have unions. No, I, well, I, I agree with that. I just don't agree with, you know what, it's it's almost like if... I don't want to talk because I can't put myself in that position. Right. Well, when I'm thinking about it, though, I try to think of it from the base, a base job. If you had a job, no matter what it is, no matter what... In, well, the industry does matter, but if you had a base job and they were working like a dog until three, and the payoff... 
in your personal perspective, was not worth it. It may be in your best interest to find something else. You're right. I don't think it's, I don't think it's not, if you got laid off like they did, yes, absolutely, totally, you know, totally different story, different narrative. Um, but if you got laid off and then just said, you know what, that job was real shit for you. Well, I, I don't know if you're aware also, uh, Telltale is now facing a lawsuit for the way they did away with, uh, their employees. Well, cause with, it was, it was they, they had, uh, notice that they didn't provide them with and aren't providing severance. So that's why well, they well, that's also a little... Like I said, the narrative's always different depending and on what the situation And that really is. stems into, like, the way Telltale developed, mm-hmm. um, like we said, biting off more than you can chew, led to a lot of people saying, like... And I'll, I'll go out and say this. Crunch is bad. It's like... It, if you're unfamiliar with the term, it's like ubiquitous out of games to talk about. As a game gets closer to release, people get into crunch, which is like... You're spending the we weeks before launch working, like, 18-hour days... Like, without fail. Like, this shit has to get done because pressure's put on from studios. And, you know, you gotta hit that launch date. You gotta hit gold. Um, no Man's Sky. Telltale's development cycle, from what people are saying, it was like they were under crunch all the time. Because the minute something was done, it wasn't done. The minute you launched an episode, we gotta keep working on episode two. Yeah. Like, there was no end ever in sight. The minute you finish episode five of season one... Okay, time to start an episode one of season two. And that's rough. It is. It's a right. That's a rough. That's a rough gig. And if they're, frankly, you know what? If their passion outlasted that, okay. And I do. Sorry, I do feel bad. I, I do, do wish all those people the best. I hope they I find do. jobs, and I hope they find Empathize jobs where they're more comfortable, where they're still in this industry and still working, but under better conditions. And I also think that you know what. It's going to be disappointing for most of them, too, because, you know, not a lot of people are hiring for that role, like the narrative no, narrative storytellers. They're not... Telltale, it's it sucks, to your point. This does agree to your point. Yes, there's not a lot of jobs in that. I just... It's an incredibly cutthroat industry. Yes, especially and for that niche. Yeah. The Well, yeah. and the main thing, again, to me, being the reason of being afraid to step up and say, hey, I'm not working under these conditions and you can fire me if that's the case are because I think the people sitting in the big chairs know that for every person that's willing to speak up and say, hey, I'm not going to work under these conditions, there are ten people that'll just shut their mouths and do what they're told. It's a test of passion, as I always say. It's very much a test of your passion. It depends on how badly you want it. And I think to a point we need to draw the line, though. Like, there does. There's a difference between passion and... And knowing the value of your work. I agree. That's why... Just something I deal a lot with as somebody who works freelance. And that's why video games are a, uh, a tough cookie. And that's freelance in any in any um, yeah, industry. Any it's papers, any know the value media. of your work. And I'm not trying to fucking toot my own horn and say I'm a big man, because I'm not. It's a life lesson you're getting right now. But you hit a certain point where you're getting enough work in... And I would say when I started at Destructoid, which is when I decided I will never work for exposure again. I will never work for free. Yeah, because once you, once you understand it and you're in it, you're in it. But I do wish them the best. And it sucks that they did shut down. But to me personally, it was not groundbreaking. So No. Um, we'll always, I will always appreciate it. And the main thing Sam to me is... Always, always and forever. Yeah, I, I, there are a lot of, they turned out a lot of good stuff. Great work. I enjoyed plenty of their games. And the main point to me being, I wish the best to all the people who lost their jobs overnight. Yeah, that that that's that blows. Um, 
that's Telltale. I want to talk about, or rather, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> well, I want to talk. Um, you want to talk about PS Mini? Uh, let's hit some of the smaller news items first. Give me a small news. Uh, Wildstar shutting down in November. I thought it shut down a year ago. No, it's maybe still... two. Holy crap! That that when I read that, that's that was. There's really not a lot to share about. Like just it kind of like that game was promising. That was so disappointing. I bought in so hard. I even had the uh, I had the little goat thingy on my keychain. That was so disappointing. I really held held hope for that game, and I played the crap out of it. There just wasn't there wasn't enough sustainability for Endgame, and I don't think they I don't think they realize. I I don't even know the studio. God help me. I. <laughs> I don't think they were prepared for the die-hard MMO players to reach their end game in like a day, and I think they really fucked themselves from that. Yeah, that's got to be like a. They oh, really screwed themselves. What a scary launch! It was spooky. The beginning, the journey. I can tell you this: the journey to getting to whatever max level that was fun. I, I dug it. It's just they had nothing of substance at the end. They they really built up for the journey and didn't expect that there was going to be a large margin of people. People who, going, what's next? Yeah, take off of work for a week, beat it within the first day or two, and just say, yeah, what what do I do? And it happened very fast. So, that sucks. A lot of potential. It does. Uh, another big one, well, not big, like, birth-wise, but Sony Caves on crossplay. finally. Uh, you can now cross-play Fortnite, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, all those fun things. I'm glad. I don't think that they'll... I still don't think it's going to happen long term with a lot of the publishers either. I think Fortnite's just kind of the. the well, I think you need to know what type of game is going to require it, and yeah. I think Fortnite is one of those things. Or just other. It depends on the other online properties. For things it, like yeah. Rocket League, Fortnite. Yeah, I think those Obvious are games where it makes sense. There are games where it totally doesn't. Um, and I, I think most people are smart enough. People who game regularly to know what games obviously are not. It's not going to happen for. Right. Yeah. Uh. Did you see that Red Dead install? I did. 105 it, gigs. 105 gigs for your PlayStation. I'm pretty excited to play some Red Dead. I... I really like Red Dead. GTA 5 had the same kind of shit going on. I don't even think it was that big. But you know what GTA 5 didn't have? Horses? Fucking cowboys and horse testicles. Yeah, horses? Wow, wait, real, did, uh, did you not know about the horse testicles? There's horse testicles? Um, they're real-time, weather-affected horse testicles. Weather-affected? It's cold. Those horse testicles are shrinking. These guys, I really did their homework. It's also weapon degradation, uh, weapon cleaning, things like that. Ball cleaning. There seems to be a lot more going on in uh, in New Red Dead. I'm down. I'm down for Cowboy. Red Dead is the only, I'm sorry, the second only Rockstar game I've ever beaten in my life. Really? The first being GTA 4. Yep. Did you ever beat GTA 3? Nope. Hmm. Nope. Didn't care. I don't remember if I beat GTA 5, honestly. I don't even think GTA 5, I, I was not compelled enough to even finish. I got like 75, 80. I, this always happens with those games. I got like 80% of the way through. I did not think it was the greatest thing. I just get sucked into the free play. It was I, fine. It was with everything. It was no, fine. It's, no, they're great. You know what? They're probably great. I just never, never bought into it. However, Red Dead Redemption. Bought into it. Played it. Beat it. Loved it. So, I'll do it again. Absolutely. 105 gig, no problem. But I think that's gigantic as hell. It's huge. That's gigantic. It's a lot. That's like... They sell laptops that are like five. That have less... Gigs. Yeah. That's that's a fifth of a laptop. They sell laptops that, that have less than that. They just... That's a fifth of a laptop you just spent three or five hundred dollars for. That's nutty. That's crazy. Those are some good horse testies. They're, they're, they're solid. I um, can't wait. What else we got? Uh... 
Four Day Season 6 started, though I haven't engaged with it yet. Theme is Darkness Rising. I'm losing it. I'm losing the, uh, they're losing me. I, I think they already lost me, but, you know. They're losing me progressively. There's more. Yeah. Um, Nintendo's online service has launched. It sucks. I, I, I want to talk I am a it. subscriber. No, I, that being said, I, it sucks. That, that being, being said, said, I'm a subscriber. Yeah, that's, that, that, I think that's a Nintendo motif. Yeah. This sucks. It's, it's pretty that shitty. That being said, I own this. That being said, I own it. Okay, so, I saw, two weeks ago, I saw the Nintendo Direct. And the Nintendo Direct covered a lot of things. Did we talk about the Nintendo Direct ever? Luigi Mansion 3? We never covered any of this, did we? Yes, we did. We did, didn't we? Oh, yeah, we did. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about this. Yes, Nintendo Online, it released. It's here. Wait, did we? I think we covered the Direct, but we didn't get to the actual launch of, say, like, Nintendo Online. I th- no, I feel like we the direct got pushed in a way that we couldn't cover it. The earthquake stuff. Yeah. Uh, so we did not. We should. There was a lot in there. I'm gonna go back to episode seven. Um, just to make sure. You know what it was? We uh, I definitely had it in the docket, and then we recorded late this week, so I forgot about it. But okay. Well, there's a lot in that direct. Okay. For short version, Luigi's Mansion Three. Uh, Luigi's Mansion for DS remake, or rather remaster. Uh, Isabel. We already knew about the remaster. Yeah. Isabel from Animal Crossing coming in Smash. New Animal Crossing. Which, yeah, I thought they were teasing us and then they they let us know. The Ballad of Tom Nook. Uh, I don't even know. Nintendo Online released, I think, September 20th, 18th. I I played some Super Mario Bros. 3. What? I played some Super Mario Bros. 3. Nintendo. Yeah. Damn it. On my Switch. God damn it. You're, you're, this is, I'm I'm gonna have a problem. I'm paying for it. Why am I not gonna play it? Is it free? That stuff's... If you have the online service, yeah, you have all that. Well, okay. Well, let's talk about this for a second. Um, If you caught the Nintendo Direct for Nintendo... Go figure. Nintendo. They did... They had a segment about Nintendo Online. And this was something where, after I watched it, I was hoping that they would... Because I've been asking about this for a while. Like, what the hell's this gonna... What's it got? And then Reggie came on, and he was like, I know what you're wondering. When can I subscribe? You already have. And then I just watched the money train from my bank account. That's what happened. Yeah, you already have. You're paying us right now. Um, They basically would charge you $20 for the year, which is, you know what, compared to other online services like Microsoft and Sony, paying you 50 for the year or 60 Not small potatoes, I guess. They even have a very... You know what I do like about it? And this is something where, you know what, it's very Nintendo to do, or it's the shareholder's way of saying, let's sweeten the pot. You could pay $35 for the year and get seven people. That's pretty dope. Which is a good deal. That's that's a like, deal. Like, I had been thinking about deal. just getting a number of people to be like, let's just go in on this. Yeah, you should have just told me. I have, like, I think I have, like, a spot or two. I, I did it monthly for now. I could yeah. always go in with somebody. I went for the year, so I have a family plan. So I think I have a spot. So I, yeah, you can include up to six other people in your quote-unquote family. You just got to sign up via email. Frankly, you could just do this to be a G to your friends, be the hotness at the party. Which know, I think but, seems like the way to do it. I think it's, it's a no-brainer. Why like, not? You're saving. It's silly. So, you can kind of get in on that. However, I still think it's sloppy as hell. I don't understand... I don't get why Nintendo sucks at online services. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. because Nintendo it, doesn't understand the internet. They don't think it's going to catch on. They, if you, Okay, for those who have not watched the Direct, I encourage you, please go to the Nintendo Online, Nintendo Direct portion segment that they have. They literally explain to you how if you download your, their app on your phone, 
you can gain the capability to interact and communicate with people across the globe, which is what you can do with your phone and your computer. It already exists. It's true. The way that they presented it, they're like, look at this like groundbreaking technology. It was like when Sony came on stage with the PS Move a year after the Wii existed. And I don't know if it was aimed at Look kids. what we did. Yeah. Exactly. Check this out. Look at this thing. It, it's motion control. And Nintendo's just sitting there like, the fuck did we... What? <laughs> like, they know what this shit is. Like, come on. Like, Donkey Konga did this crap. Like, it doesn't matter. Introducing the Wii Breathalyzer. It yeah. lets you know if you're fucking yeah, wasted. That, and that's an invention. And I was thinking about it, so maybe it's for the younger audience. That's even stupider, because the younger audience already has a good grasp with their freaking iPads and their cellular device that they can do all that. It was the it was like a dumbed-down version it's of... so con- and I wouldn't have even been surprised if Reggie faces the camera, sits up on a desk, puts the jacket over his shoulder, goes, so, you want to learn about the internet? Because you know what? That's how I felt it was in a hey, two-minute segment. They, I don't agree with how you have to down... I didn't even download the damn thing, because I would rather use Discord. I encourage people to use something else. I, I Really, please. Yeah, please do. I, you I'm still have to... <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't even bothered, because why would you... You have to download an app... To then connect to your Nintendo ID, to then connect with somebody on your Nintendo ID list, and then you can talk to them. Why wouldn't you just fucking call them? It doesn't matter. Or Skype them. Let's not forget when this app first launched with Splatoon 2 for chat, uh, they later had to update it so your phone could go to sleep and you could still talk to people. It's it's mind-boggling. And Nintendo was like, yeah, we're going to do that. Yeah, this is good. You like this? We're talking about people who make incredible feats of technology, like Breath of the Wild. And they're like, Lord. yo, check out this app. Yeah, talk to your friends with this app. It's like, fuck no, I'm not going to uh, do I do want to clear up one thing that was later addressed, which I think a lot of people were worried about, mm-hmm. um, which was losing your cloud saves. If yeah, you're... and what is that? No, 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 they've addressed that. Did um, they? And it's about as much leeway as like other services give you. Um, they will delete your cloud saves. If You won't have access to them if your thing lapses, but they'll be there for six months. Okay, I was about to jump off Which the ledge. Which is plenty of time. I was about to jump off the ledge. Yeah, they're, the, they're stored for six months before being deleted. That's cool. After your thing lapses. Which is fine. That's more than enough That's time. more. And frankly, when I was thinking about, and yes, they give you to your, okay, so I, I've learned now because I clearly have forgotten because I was blinded with the rage of this mobile app. It, it really is just capabilities with the internet, but uh, yes, they give you a healthy little Nintendo library for free. Okay. I'm down with that. I don't agree with them release. Yes, the controllers that they release. They release these Nintendo controllers that you can dock to your Switch and use to play these games. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's talk about You cannot these. use those controllers with anything, anything that's not else. in that NES library. Which is fucking mind-boggling. That is... I would use those to play the fucking Messenger. Right. Exactly. So... Again, for clarification for those listening, too, they also released the old-school Nintendo controllers, which are pretty beastly, right? You, you remember the Nintendo Classic? They're kind of cool, too, in yeah, the way cool. they slide onto the Switch to charge. Which seems impractical as fuck when you're thinking about holding it. I was well, like, you, can't, you can't use them like yeah, that. Yeah, I was just thinking, though, like, what if you have two of them? They charge you, first of all, $60. I don't even... It's for a pair of two? Yeah. Okay. They charge you 60 bucks for a pair of two. In the fine print of this... You cannot use these controllers for anything else but the free Nintendo library that they give you. Um, no. I'm going to go ahead and let everybody know, listening, uh, there are third-party Bluetooth options for NES and SNES controllers that will work with anything on the Switch. And there you go. It, it, it's it's novelty. And people bought it, I'm sure. And people, I think, love it, I'm sure. I By just, the way, if nobody else knew, uh, Hori produced, which they're pretty cheap, I think like $14. Uh, you can pick up now, which is they're selling single Joy-Cons 
that have a D-pad. Hmm. Um, just the left one. They only work while uh, being attached to the Switch. Like, they have no wireless capability. Okay. But they're, like, 14 bucks. Okay. Um, there's a Zelda one and a Mario-themed one. That's neat. You can walk into, like, a Target right now and buy them for 14 bucks. I intend to go get one tomorrow, actually. That's great. Because uh, the only thing, like I said, they have to be attached. But when it's not attached, I'll just use my Pro Controller. That sounds great. See, I love those. And you may be thinking, Rich, why do I sound so pissed? I understand why you're pissed. Because the Nintendo abominations. It is. It's because, you know what, while I do like the Switch a lot... I love Nintendo. I just want them to get it right. Their pricing models are so bananas. Switch tax, baby. It doesn't make any sense. They Frankly, I, I read this online from some rando internet person, and, and they were saying, like, listen, it's a no-brainer that this is probably just implemented on Nintendo, you know, pressed on Nintendo by the shareholders. They're probably like, listen, we need, an, you know, an online service. We gotta, we gotta start charging for this. We gotta get our yeah, skin in the game. And I get that. They brought nothing to the table, though, and they had... At least a year and a half, let's just say. To piece this together. To piece it together. Not build something from scratch. To piece it together. You still need friend codes. You still need apps. You still get nothing for the service. And yes, and you're also, only paying 20 but let's be real. That digital library of games, for the amount of time we've waited, it is fucking meager. Right? Like, how do we not have more? How do we not have SNES games in there at launch? And I'm going to call this shit out now. Who cares about the Nintendo classics? I, yes. Okay. Yes. You can play. And if I'm being honest with you, I care a lot more about a lot of SNES classics. Thank you. I want to be playing fucking A Link to the Past on this thing. Exactly. Think about it for a moment, too, and bear with me for a, minute, for a second. Yes, you have Super Mario 3. Yes, you great have... Great game. Yes, great game. Yes, you have Metroid. Yes, you have the original Zelda. You got some other shit like Duck Hunt. You got, you got some stuff. If I'm being real with you, mm-hmm. the three things I really just want... Yeah. Um, are Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. Oh, link- for SNES? Yes, A yeah. Link to the Past, mm-hmm. and Super Metroid. That's it. And guess what? Those are all Super Nintendos. Yes. I think we should get over... I think Nintendo has to get its head out of its own ass and stop thinking that people want to play a game 30 years ago. I do not want... I am never... And I do to a point, because it's a novelty. It depends on what it is, though. But the, the SNES is where, like, I feel like those games reach a pinnacle where, like, they're old, but, like... God, do they still hold up. They hold up amazingly well. And I'm not saying I am a biased son of a bitch because I love Donkey Kong Country. But that's why. It's really good. I can still play it. And so are these games that are on here. They're just not enough. Like, the original Super Mario games hold up fucking fantastically. You just need something else. You can't just roll with saying, hey, remember the the Nintendo games again? Here they are again. It's like... And second of all, the fact that you cannot still to this day link your virtual console to any of this is fucking abysmal. I think that's so true. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that is one of the trashiest things that they have right now, and the fact that they can't even get their shit together with account management... I'm throwing a lot of cusses out right now. I'm pissed. <laughs> I, I, I just don't... It doesn't make You're any... You're prepping me for a great segue, too, which I'm really excited about. I will. About. It doesn't make any logical sense to me. If I bought 15 things across three different virtual console accounts, get a grip, man. Come and, on. Come on. And yeah, I think I think we explored it thoroughly. Give me a break. But speaking of Nintendo abominations... Segway cannon! What the fuck is a Bowsette, Eric? I almost wish you never asked this. Um, Reddit's a terrible place. Give me the background of the Bowsette for the, okay, okay, for the, the audience. Oh, all right, here's here's the background. As you may have noticed in the, the aforementioned Nintendo Direct, uh, New Super Mario Bros. U is coming to the Switch. Yes. With some new features. Deluxe U. Deluxe U, yes. Um, one of the new features is the ability to play as Toadette. Mm. When playing as Toadette, there's an item she could pick up, which is a crown 
that transforms her into a hybrid of herself and Peach called Peachette. Mm. So naturally, the internet saw this and they said, yo, what if Bowser put that on? What if Bowser indeed... And it's a fucking abomination. I think... First of all, this is why I actually love the internet. I love that shit. <laughs> Report. Make it stop. Yeah, I, I love this. So this was... Um, one moment, because I, I do... I actually want to give credit to this this madman. This was based on a tweet um, from somebody called Hanawa, or Haniwa. I don't, I don't even know what the name is, but... Um, or A-Y-Y-K-92. There you go. I just, I just gave you credit. Um, yeah, he or she created this comic that... <laughs> yeah, made Bowsette. And I think they understand... I read a tweet from them later. They're like, this is the biggest curse I've ever gotten. Yeah, it's... it's this blew up over This is a cursed image. For those understanding even what Rich is talking about, too, by blew up, there is so much porn of this shit. It's it's mind-boggling. Japan loves this crap. There is a fan-hosted uh, Bowsette Expo that. coming to Japan. Uh, an expo already. It hasn't even been two weeks. This thing has been blown up. And I don't know if you saw Chain Chompette and Booet did, are also yeah. a thing. You want to know what I find hilarious with this too? Not only whoever turn <laughs> whoever puts on this crown, not only turns into Peach, but they become a Peach version of themselves with a totally exaggerated rack. And yeah. a totally exaggerated body that does not even rival what Peach has. It's actually semi-hilarious. It's hilarious. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, Peach doesn't even have these unrealistic proportions. Meanwhile, Bowser puts this shit on, and they give her, like, the double G-cups. It's unbelievable. Because Reddit went, damn, Bowser's got some tickle bitties. Yeah, she's, they're like, wow, Bowser's thick. And they're just like, no, please. And the comic creator was like, Make it stop. stop. The comic creator was like, please make it stop. And I was like, you see oh, that I image going around? I'm like, Sakura. I was like, I've seen these images of Bowser you've been sharing, and I've canceled Smash Ultimate. You disgust me. Yeah, I remember Miyamoto saying, like, Mario was a mistake. Or, like, this was a mistake with the crown. It's really funny. And I think, you know what? If you haven't heard of it already, then I, I, I encourage you just. I encourage you to crawl out from the rock you live under. Be careful with your Google search, but just yeah. look up the original comic. Be safe. Be it. safe out there. Yeah, go to the I won't waste any more time on Bowsette. Mm-hmm. Um, I got uh, one more small one, which is uh, Pokemon Go's weird new Pokemon, Meltan. Uh, is this new? Yeah. A new Pokemon appeared in Pokemon Go. Um, I think you? I believe, yeah. Wow. Uh, they said it's going to be in Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. Okay. Uh, it kind of looks like a weird little ditto body with, like, a, a bolt, nut or a bolt on top of it. It's called Meltan? Yeah, I, I, it's actually linked in the, uh... It's like Molten? I'm gonna make sure I'm pronouncing it correctly. I'm clicking on the link oh, yeah, now. Oh, there it is. There it is. I, I think my visual description is pretty avid, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like a, uh, a nut. On, like, a little squishy a ditto little body. A gelatinous, yeah, ditto body. It's like somebody just put a nut... Well, the funny thing is, it appeared early in Pokemon Go, earlier than it was supposed to. Uh, people were reported running into it, and if you cat caught it in your inventory, it would turn into a ditto. Really? Yeah. Hmm. This is a weird design. The hell is this all about? But uh, I guess we'll see more on that in the future. Whatever happened to... You caught a Slowpoke, a Shelter just happened to bite the fucking tail. Slowbro. It became a Slowbro. I like Slow King. I like Slow King. I only like Slow King because he gets intelligent. Gotta get that King's Rock. Oh, boy. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so let's move on to the topic of the show. Uh, 
another big announcement happened while we were away. Uh, much like the, the NES Mini and the SNES Mini, Sony's getting in on the bandwagon, and they're making a PlayStation Classic. And I think it's pretty cool. I modded my Mini. Oh, yeah, you did. You did, didn't you? I modded my Super Nintendo. I thought about getting a, another one of those and kind of really messing easy, around with that. Really easy to do. Well, it's really simple. I kind of wanted to, like, add a bunch of Game Boy stuff. <laughs> yeah, really simple. Like, I did it in, like, 30 minutes. Really simple. Uh, but, yeah. Um, Sony's making one. I'm ha- I, this is a no-brainer. 20 games for $100. Uh, this great. We know what five of them are. $100? Yeah. Oh, boy, I didn't look that up. What's five? Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Ridge Racer. Okay. Tekken 3. Okay. Wild Arms. Okay. And... Shit. What's the fifth one? Crash? No. Spyro? No, nothing you'd expect. Unbelievable. Uh, I'm gonna have to look this up real quick, because Cl- I... Klonoa? I don't even think it came no. out for that. I think that was PS2. Frogger? I'd love Frogger. <laughs> uh, Suikoden? Love my no, Suikoden. No, I wish it was Suikoden. Uh... Uh, I'm sorry, this is... Batman Arkham Asylum? <laughs> yeah, Love definitely that Arkham Asylum. Released. This is good TV. Uh, oh, Jumping Flash. Of course. Really? Yeah, I like Jumping Flash. Wow. A lot of people really like Jumping Flash. Wow. Um, but what I just kind of wanted to run down, uh, what do you think is definitely going to be on there? we got 15 Spyro, spots. Spyro, Crash. Spyro, Crash, Bandicoot have to be. Spyro, Crash. I have to. I don't think all three of both. I think the first one of each. No, no, yeah, no, 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 not of both. No, 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 no. Mostly because, be and I'll throw this out there while we're on the subject, I think Sony's smarter than Nintendo. Uh, I think we can agree on that. How could you say that? Uh, in oh, terms of... It depends. In terms of certain things. From what I'll say, revolving around the internet. I would say that's true. That would being said, I wouldn't be surprised tired. if this thing gets a digital store at some point. Wow. That would be something. I bet you that would change the game. That um, would change the game. I can imagine them going, okay, this thing's out in December. In March, uh, for another $40, you can add another 30 games. You want to know what it would immediately have Sony win over Nintendo? If it's not such a logistical nightmare in the release of uh, how many units they ship? Mm-hmm. That would actually be, tell- also, be a telling tale. Also, something right to note... The controllers for this thing don't have... They're not DualShocks. What are they? They're the original controller. Oh. PlayStation 1 did not ship with DualShocks. Okay. Which also keys to me, maybe not a digital store, maybe we're going to do multiple versions of this thing. Ooh. That'd be interesting. Uh, and that limits certain titles that I would like to see on it, like Ape Escape. Yeah, without the DualShocks, you need those for the net. Yep. Um, um but... Well, that would suck. Oh, man, Ape Escape should have been on that. I love Ape Escape, What man. a waste. But uh, here's some stuff I was thinking probably... I think Final Fantasy IX makes it. Yeah? You think two um, Final Fantasy is going to be on that? Well, actually, here's the thing. I'd probably rather put this out because I actually had this conversation on Friday uh, with the Sword Chomp crew. They had mm-hmm. me come by again, and we talked PlayStation Classic. You these Sword Chomp Because... Uh, How often do you meet with these people? I, we, we talk a lot. You know, we've been working together for a while and stuff uh, because Shay was over at uh, TGS, uh, which was neat. But anyway... Uh, we were advocating for, like, what should definitely be on there, kind of, mm-hmm. like, why I wanted to have this conversation with you as well. Um, so, Ape Escape, fortunately hard pass, but I think if another Final Fantasy makes it, okay. um, maybe br- branch out a little more if we're going to say only one mainline Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy Tactics. Final Fantasy Tactics. Three Final... If, if not... No, 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 I'm saying, I'm saying Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy Tactics. If we're I only going to have two that. Final Fantasy games, I think those are the ones. I would... Uh, yeah, I do that. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, I was going to say, I was actually going to ask you if you thought Final Fantasy Tactics was going to be in the game. Uh, or rather, on the console. Metal Gear Solid. Yes. I feel like we need it. Uh, would they? Is that very analog heavy? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. The last time I played Metal Gear Solid, like the to first me, one. To me, yes, because I literally... But it's definitely playable without it. Yes, it is. Um, would they do that? Ugh. Twisted Metal. I don't think they'd be as RPG heavy. I think if they're going to pick something... They put fucking pick... Wild Arms on there. And it's one of the first games they announced. But you know what? They're going to be putting Final Fantasy VII. I don't think they're going to put Metal Gear Solid on it. I think it's insane think to think so? Metal Gear Solid's not on there. 20 games. I mean, it's uh, not an RPG in that sense. It's a tr- That is an RPG. But yeah, but uh, you're, to your point... It's a stealth game. It's, it's a, a unique game. Yes, it's a unique game that... No other game really at the time had. You know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll agree. I think that's. A, I'll agree. That's a hopeful wish. That's I'll a agree. fucking case maker for PlayStation. It. If they did it, I buy it. Um, I'm trying to think what else were definitely Tomb Raider. Yes, I'm actually glad because, and that's why I want to talk about Tomb Raider earlier. Yeah, I think too. I think the first Tomb Raider is going to be on there. Um, I think Croc will not be on there. I love Croc. I love Croc. It's Legend not going to be on there. I'd be surprised. I'd be first in line. Croc's not going to be there. Um, it's hard when you think about the PlayStation. Legend of Dragon? What? Legend of Dragon? No, there's no freaking... <laughs> there is no freaking... But you know what? Sukoden? You know what? The SNES Classic gave a secret of mana. Never say never. Never Skoden? say... Ne- never say never. Imagine it's oh, just a big-ass RPG How machine. did I not say this already? Symphony of the Night. Yes, that's a staple. Yep, staple. And if they don't, big mistake, staple. Uh, also, I mean, Konami, uh, Sony's already said, with Rondo of the Blood and Symphony Night coming to PS4 now, they are getting them exclusively because they have a licensing deal with Konami now. Oh, I hope they just... Ugh. Which makes me think Konami might be filling up this machine, which tells me Metal Gear Solid, Symphony of the Night, uh, it tells me maybe Suikoden? I think I'm not I, if sure. I want, if we get Sweden though, here's the thing. I want one and two because they're basically the same game. I was gonna say Rampage, but Rampage was a multi-title. I don't. It's, it was multi-platform. It was also yeah. I'm trying to think what like really home. fucking it was is like it tried and true place. Is it home on Sony? Um, God, I'm so I, I'm glad, but also saddened that you said Ape Escape. I wish. I I really love Ape I Escape. I wish man. Ape Escape was there. That's such a classic. And they don't really forget about it in a lot of senses. Like, you can get Ape Escape two on the PS4. Can you? And the PS2 Classics, yeah. Ugh. Oh, I love those games. Um, we never got play. Ape Academy in the U.S. Running Wild. There you go. Toomba. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, actually... I'll, I'll never say never. No. I actually believe that they'll do that. Maybe. That, that would be the wild card pick. Running Wild would be the wild wild card pick. If wild you know, card. That was Anthropomorph... That was uh, Bojack Horseman... The game with a bunch of animals that are people in people bodies. I think it's anthropomorphic. Uh, anthropomorphic. There you go. Yeah, I, I can't. Look, you can look that shit up. That was a great game. Get a lot of this crap. That's a great game. Racing game. You literally are just running. You're just running. You're as running wild. Animal people. Yeah. Um, Tumba Tamba. Oh God. I hope. Tumba. I hope. That would be. That would be such a treat. Um. Crap, man. Hold on. No, I'm, I'm looking up... Cheating. I'm looking up a list of PlayStation. If Please, that's not cheating. That's not cheating. We're, we're, having, a bunch we're of having a conversation. Having, <laughs> don't worry, man. The, the mics aren't on. We're just having, we're having a dialogue. We're just having a dialogue here. Just having a conversation. Um, ah, Klin- I knew Klinoa was in there. Parasite Klinoa? Eve. What? Drive. 
Drive's gonna drive uh, drive. Gran Turismo. Grand uh, drive driver. Gran Turismo. Yeah, Gran Turismo's gonna that that is going. But to we do have Red Racer. That's true. You think a Mega Man title is gonna be on there? Mega Man X Four? I don't think so. X8? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, let me see. Going going down the big old list this is a good dialogue. I like this one. Um, <laughs> let's bring back all my all my memories. Persona um, Two. No way. I don't believe... This is, we're, you're making it a JRPG. I don't know, man. Sony really, well really hangs their hat on Persona now. There's no freaking way. Sony really hangs their hat on Persona now. Yeah, but they're not going to be like, yo, remember Persona 2? Well, that's just it. Like They're like, hey, you never played Persona 2, now play it. It's really Barbie Explorer. Much- oh, for sure. That's a staple of the genre. What if they made... Um, it's a staple of the Explorer genre. I got a genre. good one for you. And I'm gonna Parappa. Go- yeah, maybe. Maybe. I think definitely. You think it was... You think it was that much of an impact back then? Yeah, I mean, they've remastered the game. Parappa still, like, kind of appears as a staple for Sony's backlog. I'll give you... I'll give you... I look, a, at, uh, look him in the eyes and tell him no. Parappa... I, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Um, <laughs> He's staring right at you. I got one for you. What do you think um, they're gonna do? Um Jammer Lammy? What's that Lego game for the PlayStation? There's a Lego game. I think it was Lego Racer. Crash Team Racing? Maybe. Hey. Crash Team Racing? Medieval. Medieval, yes, only because that's believable because they're rema- they're revamping it and they're making. Another. Well, that's my same argument for Parappa. They've already remastered Parappa. No, not a. Re- I'm sorry, not a remaster. I don't think Medieval is re- Medieval. They're remastering game. Medieval. Yeah, oh, it's a remaster. It was announced like a, back at PSX. It's not a re-implementation of it. It's a remaster. Oh boy. Um, I'm yelling from across the room because I'm trying to find something for you. Is it Parappa the Rapper? No, I actually do see a copy of Apes. Legend of Cain. You think? What about Legend of Cain? Uh, maybe. Um. Shit. Here we go. This is hard. Here, Eric. You got, you got I got it. you the sealed copy of Um Jammer Lammy. <laughs> what is that? How many did they make of those? Plenty. I've never heard of that. You never heard of Um Jammer? It's the Parappa the Rapper spinoff. What? Remember the guitar, the bass player in Parappa's band? They made it. She spin-off? has a spinoff. What? And when you beat the game, you can unlock playing as Parappa. That's fake. That has to be fan made. No, this is a real game. What the fuck is this? Unjammer Lammy. Unjammer Lammy is 100% a real game. Leave it to Lammy. That's not even, that's not even roll it off the tongue. Wow, it's heavy. What, is there a manual here? To... Jeez. There, there's a new rock star in town. Wow. You know what? If you told me, if you told me that this was fan made, I believe you. That seems so unbelievable. No wonder why the Kickstarter. Hum Jammer Lemmy is 100% a real game. I got a good one for you. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Never released in the West. I don't think. Actually, that's Is it not the same as the Dreamcast game? Yeah. Or at least, let's say, it's like an original and the Dreamcast came upon it. Well, no, because we got the Dreamcast one in the U.S. Just, did we? Yeah. Oh, yes, we did. Yes, we did. Um, Tiny God. Tank. Yeah? You think Probably so? Probably not. Tiny Tanks? Um... Point is, yeah, maybe Metal Gear. You think Spider Man would be on it? Oh, the uh, the NeverSoft ones. Yeah, maybe Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I think it's too much of a licensing nightmare. I don't think Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is going to be on it. I don't think any multi-platform is going to be on it. Also, I don't think Tony Hawk work. If we get one, I want Pro Skater Two, and I don't think that that would that's work on it. Analog. Resident Evil. Yes, it has to. Either Resident Evil or Silent Hill, or maybe both. Has to. There's I no would one. want Resident Evil 2, but I feel like we're going to get one. Twisted Metal, I agree with you with. 
Well, I wish we had Spyro 2. I wish we had Ripto's Rage. We're not going to get Ripto's I also Rage. think the reason I think we're going to get the first game in all of these series yeah. are because I think there's either going to be a digital download portion of this or they're going to release a Series 2. Mega Man Legend? No, that came at multi. Multi. Not going to happen. And Analog. You need Analog for that game. I keep thinking. I can't believe there's no Analog. Um, what I think the second iteration has analogs. It has sequels to a bunch of these games. It has Ape Escape. It has, it has games like Mega Man Legends. Maybe. What about um? Also, uh, Mega Man Legends I think works because yeah, it's multi-platform. Yeah. But on the other platform, it has a different name. Mega Man 64. I don't know if this is analog heavy, but what about Odd World? I don't believe it's analog heavy, and yeah. Abe's Odyssey. I think that would actually... I almost forgot that game existed. Twisted Metal, definitely. That's that's a no-brainer. Um, oh, man, I can't wait for... Castlevania has to. That's a must. Symphony of the Night, I think, is for sure. What do you think of Chrono Cross? It's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I actually... Uh, Sword Chomp, we brought this up, and I, was, I don't think... That, I, like, I think I look more fondly on Chrono Cross now, as an adult, but... I also don't think it's on there. And my... Okay. I think we're loaded, but... I can't believe fucking Wild Arms is on this thing, man. I know. Wild Arms. I love Wild Arms. Personal personal pick or personal uh, wild card? Xenogears. Oh, I'd love to get Xenogears on this machine. Because it's not going to happen, but you never say never. I can't believe... You know what my favorite part about Xenogears is? Is the fucking secret fighting game in Xenogears. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Game with yeah, when you go back to that, like, first town, and, uh, you go to the, the robot arena, and you could essentially just have a fighting game with all the robots. Like, you could pick any, like, mech you face off against at any point, any gear. I can't believe... Did did Tony Hawk's Pro Skater really use the analogs that much? Maybe not the first one, but, like, it... I feel like they just would. I feel like it's going to be in. I don't know why I remember distinctly. Our friend Mike, this wasn't too long before he uh, he moved uh, out to California. He he was cleaning it. I think he might have been cleaning his place to, like, pack. Mm. And he sent me a picture of, like, the N64 cart yeah. for, like, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. And I texted him back, congrats, you found the worst version of that game. <laughs> no, uh, two, two, one, two, and three were great. I, I, well, just the N64 versions were bad. It was kind of my take. Well, I, I owned them for the N64. Oh, well, except for two. Oh, 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 what am I... Rayman. Rayman's going to be... Oh, there. hell Rayman's yeah. Gonna How be, have I not I don't even about know why I didn't think about that. Rayman is absolutely 150... I didn't even get to it in the list here. That's, That's gonna pre be Rabbids honest, Rayman. That's Rayman at his purest. That, that is... They have to. He's a pure boy there. great. Rayman's great. Granted, we got a pretty good Rayman game recently. I can't believe Jumping Flash is on there. I... 100% believe Jumping Flash is on there. Can't People love Jumping Flash, dude. I can't believe it. Yeah, I personally think that Crash Team Racing is going to be on there. I thought you were going to be like, I personally think Jumping Flash is hot garbage. I personally garbage. think... Uh, oh! Dino Crisis. Holy shit. Uh, that's another one we talked about as well. I don't know. When I, I would be top totally... 20, that's a lot of games. Dino Crisis? No, just a lot of games. Top 20 yeah. is a lot. That's um, more than the classics have. Is it? Yeah, they don't have 20 games, do they? they gotta be close, too. Um, Dino Crisis, I don't know, but I'd be totally down with it. I also would like Dino Crisis to get rebooted. Really? Yeah, man, oh, it, it's mind. just Resident Evil with dinosaurs. Never mind. Next cla- uh, Nintendo Classic has, like, 30 games. My bad, my bad, my bad. Um, Super Nintendo Classic has... Uh, uh, 20 games. So, the, the higher you go, the less you got. Cool. Damn. 
Yeah, but there's... Okay. Well, the point is, there's a lot of potential with it. For $100? Eh. Maybe. I'm gonna get it. That's $20 more than the... I think the other ones were 80 Yeah. Full disclosure, I already pre-ordered it. <laughs> why, why didn't you start with that? Why didn't you just come at me and just start with that? Um, I may... When's it come out? Uh, December. Wow. Right in time for the holidays. But also, Nintendo's not producing it, so it'll be easy to get. That's what I'm saying. If they cannot make it a logistical nightmare... You can still pre-order produce... it right now. You can, like, it's not going to be... I think they've already made it very clear they're not going to have the problems with this, that, like, they will meet demand. Damn, man. I actually think, you know what, just because they have 20, which is a lot, they probably will have two Final Fantasies in there. It's probably going to be Tactics and 7, but... I think those, those are the ones. Final Fantasy is coming to the Switch. You saw that? Except for 8. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, I, I, I guess I've, 8's just not I've that I've talked about this, and here's my main theory. Um, and I think a few other people floated this theory around as well. Uh, I don't know if you know about the way Square Enix operated back in the 90s, but I would bet you money they lost the source code to Final Fantasy VIII. You think so, and that's just the reason? Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? That's believable. Everybody always thinks it's some conspiracy, like, ah, oh, it didn't sell well at all. Oh, it has to be this. Oh, it has to when be that. They were releasing, I bet they did When they were it. initially releasing Final Fantasy VII on PC, um, I don't know if you've ever heard the story, but Square contacted... <laughs> Uh, the original people in charge of that port were like, hey, you got the source code? And they were like, no, you don't? Um, the but they P- released 8 for the PC. The PC, yeah. They, that's the original PC port. Uh-oh. And it's really shitty. Uh-oh. Um, when Final Fantasy VII was originally released for the PC, they had to work from a non-finished version that was full of sequences that were cut and tons of bugs, and they had to essentially get it as close to the original finished version um, as they could remember. So they just don't even think it's probably feasible. Like, Jeez. nobody has the... They now have a recreated version of the source code of Final Fantasy VII. They don't have the original. Um, that PC port of Final Fantasy VIII is the original PC port, and it's terrible. The plot thickens. Jeez. Uh, also, I believe it. keep in mind... Say it enough times, I believe it. Uh, Final Fantasy IX and Final Fantasy VII both recently came to the PlayStation 4. Final Fantasy VIII did not. Why do you think that is? Oh my god. I would imagine that Switch code. and Xbox One version are working from the PS4, existing PS4 versions. I just want to play Wild Arms. I don't care about that. Yeah, man, fuck this podcast. Let's play Wild Arms. I love Wild Arms. Um, damn, son, do you think the classic's going to sell better? Well, pff, never mind. That That's automatically true, because they're going to have more units to ship. Never mind, it's going to sell better. I think it'll create... That'll, like, Nintendo manufactured this sort of fervor around things that Sony's not going to do. You think so? Like, no, no, I think it'll sell well. I think they'll do very well, but I don't think we'll hear about it as much because they don't manufacture that sort of false hype and fervor of, like, oh, man, this thing's so hard to get. If they have save states like Nintendo, that'd be huge. Also, I think we... Yeah, that, that actually would be really good. I, I think they will. I think they'd be stupid I don't know. if Keep they did Keep in mind, we don't even know if it'll be good. We just know they're making a classic, and they're like, oh, yeah, what's up? It may but not even be Sony's good implementation. So? Well, it's not the way that, like, Sega did shit. Like, Sega just farms their crap out to whoever Sega will take it. Sega goes, yo, we're making a Sega Genesis classic. You got please. This guy we met at the 7-Eleven is making a Sega Genesis classic, and it's full of fucking shovelware. You can find it at your nearest 7-Eleven. It's there. 
It's in the corner. It's true. It's I corner. bought one at a fucking Rite Aid. That's right. It's in the corner. They sell like Sega Nomads that are loaded with shit too. And you know what? The Game Gear Classic. It's it's just a Game Gear. It's just a Game Gear with a bigger port. You still have to port. buy. You still have to buy the cartridge. It's the Game Gear with a bigger port. It's a re-release. A Dreamcast Classic. It opens I, up a lot of doors. These classics. Nintendo. I will say this. Dreamcast Classic. Back. We just put the whole library on it. Yeah, we have twenty games. We put all twenty games. <laughs> you put uh, you put in Power Stone and Jet Set. You got me. This is a Shenmue machine. This is this is a Shenmue machine. It just happens to have other. It's games. a PlayStation Four. Oh, well, Meister. I think. Else you want to talk about? No, I think we can wrap it up here. Um, I think this has been a productive episode. So Buy the Nintendo Labo. Buy the Labo. Build your piano. Tell me about it on the internet. If you download the Nintendo app, add my friend code. Add add. add I can't. I, I have to. Don't. don't I don't do know it. what it is. Just don't do it. Um, vote with your vote with your mind. Yeah. Uh, trying to get questions, and again, if you have a question you want to ask us, you can send it to cooperativeplaypodcast at gmail dot com. That is cooperativeplaypodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, if you want to find me, you can find me over at destructoid dot com. You can find me at Twitter at the richmeister zero. Eric, where can where can you be found? I, I'm on Twitter. <laughs> you know what? I'll tweet. I'll fucking tweet. He'll tweet. You hear? You hear I'll hear first. I, I am E R underscore O C K. That's that's at before all that. So E R. It's a Twitter, yeah. You may you may come at me. Um, Send me your tweets. I told people people at work found out about this podcast. And what did they say? They they thought it was great. They were like uh, they were like we want to find out about your podcast, and I was like. I'm not telling you the name of it. So they typed in Google, actually. You're going to get kicked out. They typed in Video Game Podcast, Eric Ortiz, and we are the first hit on Dope. Google. Yeah. You know, you type so. in my name on uh, on Google, I'm on the first page now. Oh, pretty- I thought you were going to go dark with that. I'd be like, I'm on the first page for a lot of hits. I was trying to think of the, uh, I think it's a 30 Rock quote from, like, uh, Jenna Maroney. Like, you type in my name on Google now, I'm the first one who comes up. Not the Jenna Maroney who electrocuted all those horses. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, Jenna, that was you. So if people at work are listening, hey. But that's it. Hey again. Uh, thanks for joining me. Thank you. As always. My pleasure. This lovely podcast studio. I love yelling about Nintendo. I love to scream at Nintendo. I love it. Make yes. it stop. Yes. Until Bye. next. Until next week, um, which is less. Th- it's like a week and a half away now because we recorded late. Yeah. So we'll see you then. Bye. Have a weekend. Have a day.